I am so thrilled to be bringing back a guest from last year, Dr. Kinga Mink. She is an amazingly profound person that I've come to know, respect, and I can call my friend. What makes her so unique is her ability to listen, to really listen to what you're saying and how you're feeling. I love her talk about positive psychology as a better way to bring into our leadership as well as our personal interactions. Everything she says to me has some kind of impact on me. A quick story, we were having coffee and she was listening to me go on and on about myself personally and all the work I am doing to build the drop-in CEO brand. And she came back to me and says, you're working so hard, but you need a little space, a little air to not only let things happen for you, but also spend some time investing in yourself personally, education, development. And you know what? I did follow that advice. I am so grateful for her friendship and her sincere interest in myself. And so I turn to you and ask you, do you spend the time or money investing in yourself personally or professionally? It can make all the difference. I mean, you're here with me today listening to this podcast, hoping to glean some insights and inspiration, but could you take it one step further? Just a little bit of investment. You never know. It can make all the difference. And now I'm honored again to bring back my guest, Dr. Kinga Mink, or Kinga, and you will be amazed by this conversation. And I do thank you for joining us for another episode. I think what's really important, no matter who you are, is to find someone, something, a course, whatever it is, where you can gain additional education. And usually, that is the last place where we want to spend money. Spending money in order to invest in yourself. What does it mean to invest in yourself? We kind of like see it first, you know, we are paying now someone, so we are giving something away. But we quite often overlook, you know, what we are getting back from it. So find a place. And if it's something small, you know, if it's something maybe online for $36, we just kind of like test it out and see what you can get out of it. But start investing in yourself. Start investing in yourself into a better life. Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the drop-in CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, Join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Coviello, founder of The Drop-In CEO, and it is my pleasure to thank you week after week for joining us on another episode where I get to speak to amazing people, leaders, and share their insights and inspiration with you. And I do hope you enjoy thoroughly this episode, so please subscribe, rate, and review so we can continue to bring you great programming. And I do this because I do want to help you the C-suite leaders get control of their careers and get promoted. And it is my pleasure today to share the mic with a friend, a colleague, Dr. Kinga Mink. Dr. Kinga Mink is an international social psychologist, 
educator and speaker specialist in emotions, positive psychology, biohacking, and gender. Her work solves myths of emotions by breaking down the complexity of the social and cultural concepts. And through her extraordinary research, she brings new ways of understanding how we can use emotions to be who we want to be, create impact, and flourish in life and business. And in her private practice, she helps high achievers and leaders transform their minds and surroundings by leveraging the power of emotion through neuroscience and positive psychology. Kinga, it's my pleasure to welcome you onto the show. Thanks so much, Deb, for having me again on your show. Oh, yeah. So it is thoroughly my pleasure. And to my listeners, Kinga and I have known each other for about a year, year and a half. And we met and she was on my podcast early in my career. But as I have come to know her, her work is so applicable to anybody, regardless of where you're at in your career, entrepreneur, business leader, male, female, etc around positive psychology and how to really get the fullest that you can. And I have had the pleasure of also being on her podcast, as well as a speaker at one of her events and her book zine. We are going to talk more about that, but Kinga, my pleasure to bring you on and please share a little bit about your background with our listeners so they can truly embrace what you do. Thanks, Deb. Well, my background is happy cocktail mix, I would say, you know, (laughs) I've really done everything in the last, I guess, 15 years from working in a merger and acquisition bank to teaching at the Nelson Mandela University in South Africa, moving three continents, generally actually, you know, moving 18 times in in a spam of two years before we came to the US. Wow. I did not know that one. Yeah. (laughs) So my background is really multicultural. I've grown up in Germany, but I was born in Poland. So I've grown up between two cultures as I'm more and more so pointing out. And I think it's really relevant because that was the base on how I started stepping into my own life and just kind of also being aware of it that People are driven by the cultures and the environments and therefore just behave also differently. Saying that means also that there's really no right and wrong, right? There's just the way of living. And I've been really blessed in that regard to have lived in many different countries and in different cultures because it has given me the understanding that I can truly just choose what fits best to my lifestyle, my personality, how I want to, you know, step into the world, how I want to approach my own career. And it hasn't been necessarily always easy, specifically in my early 20s. You know, I was in Germany, I had already my own company, but I was still studying. And it was interesting to go into different conversations and people have a very rigid understanding of how you should approach life and how you should build your career and what makes you successful at a given moment or what doesn't make you successful, right? So you need to achieve specific things according to specific timelines that differ from culture to culture, but in small regards also sometimes. So with that said, I kind of like saw the world already through different different lenses just because, you know, like uh, at home we would speak Polish, we would, you know, uh, have Polish traditions and then outside uh, outside the home it was German, but then we traveled also a lot. And so you kind of like 
learn to understand what is more or most beneficial to human beings and then start filtering. And I think that's the reason why I really went then and into the research of emotions and wanted to get a deeper understanding with it. And then mostly actually started because there was one researcher that said that we all have, no matter where we are in the world, the same emotions. And I was just reading this and I'm like, nonsense. It's the biggest <laughs> nonsense. And like, I didn't have the data for it, but I had the examples for it, you know, just the difference between the Polish culture and the German culture, then the difference between the South and the North of Poland and how women are, you know, interacting with one another, for example. And then going to the US, I was very fortunate because I was able to be an exchange student when I was 15 in Jacksonville, Florida. And it was an amazing time. But I got introduced to the American culture, you know, where I was hosted in a family, well, yeah, I was in a family that was just so kind and just so nice and so positive. Germans are not very positive. The German culture isn't very positive, right? It's more kind of like everything has to be optimal and you're moving forward and you don't praise yourself. You don't talk, don't talk about yourself. The American culture is opposite. You do praise yourself. You talk about your achievements, but at the same time, you also praise others and you point out what they have done. So that was kind of, you know, a really eye-opening experience. And I'm still in touch with everyone that I met, you know, when I was 15 in Jacksonville. I mean, they're really like my American family. With that, you know, it just kind of like all started evolving. So in 2011, yeah, towards the end of 2011, I decided to continue on with my studies and do a PhD. And I wasn't quite sure yet exactly how it's going to turn out or not, but I moved to South Africa. And said, okay, let me teach yoga in the prison and just step into the prison and see if I can conduct some research within the, the prison facilities. And it took me a while, but then the doors opened up and I started doing research on emotions and masculinity in high security prison facilities. And it was so funny because I started doing the research and a former colleague of mine from the Emerging and Acquisition, you know, sent me a book and an email and said, so interesting what you're doing because you can actually, there's research where they compare merge and acquisition banks with high security prison facilities. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> right. Just for, for the listeners, you know, like how do we bring now, you know, the prison into our normal life? And the great thing about prison facilities is that they are closed off environments. So it makes it pretty safe for you to, get really good data there there's no interference but then something happened that really changed around the trajectory of everything that i've been teaching till that moment and kind of also for myself and my life into in a bigger way to understand of how we are understanding ourselves as human beings, how we communicate with one another. And, you know, the one common thing that we do have with one another is emotions, you know? No, they are not being understood everywhere the same because they are culturally tainted or formed. But at the same time, what makes us humans is our emotions and our feelings. And the one thing that... Then what I came across and it really took me a while to like really take it apart and understand is 
that emotions are generally basic and we do have the same emotions, but we don't have actually the same feelings. So there's a difference between feelings and emotions. In other languages, it's a little bit easier to understand it because the words are very different, you know, so like they describe something different. While in the English language, we have emotions and feelings, but you're also feeling your emotion, right? You have the verb and the, the noun. You don't have really a distinction between that. But with that, just to bring it down into a really simple, simple way of explaining it. So you're being born with a set of emotions. But then society in your environment teaches you how to feel them, how to experience them, and how to evaluate or express them in such a matter. And most of the issues that we are experiencing throughout our life are based on that dysfunction or disconnection between emotions and feelings. Because you are supposed to do something and according to that, you're supposed to act in a specific way and show specific emotions, well, show specific feelings that are aligned with the role and the situation. But in the meantime, maybe you are actually experiencing something very different. And so you're being forced to act in a specific role that is not you. I so love your work. And sharing the progression of your career, your awareness, and landing on the work around emotions. And as you say, sometimes the disconnect, how it manifests itself in the realm of feelings. And so this is so, so, so important. I also love what you talk about just spending, you've had the good fortune of being exposed to so many different cultures. And when I talk about aspiring leaders and thrown into situations, new teams, new business units, new bosses, etc. It is all about level setting and getting to understand the culture because the better we spend time understanding the people and their past, we'll understand not good or bad, but the differences in how they show up, whether technically or in response to emotions and how they express themselves. So really, really important work that you do. So thank you for that. But I would love to maybe go a little bit more into your work. Are there any guiding principles or things that you teach or you talk about around emotions and feelings? It actually really starts with the base values that I have also implemented into my own company and everything that I'm doing. So it really starts with knowledge, getting the knowledge that you need in order to understand, which then helps you to feel empowered. And we need to understand that you are holding your own powers. No one can empower you. And when people talk about that, you know, like I'm offering something and I will empower you. That means that someone was able to take away your power in the first place. And that's impossible. The power is within you because it is in your mind. It is in your ability to do specific things. Or we could even actually, you know, use a different synonym for it and say, confidence is power. Right? Because confidence has three pillars, the belief, the feeling, and the action. Or actually four pillars, the attitude as well. So I feel like I am capable of overcoming unknown obstacles. Right, I feel like it. I know that I can overcome unknown obstacles because I have done that in the past. Now I have a specific attitude because I'm feeling and I'm believing it. So I'm able to present myself in a way that I can overcome unknown 
obstacles. And then the fourth one is I'm actually taking the action. So I'm not just talking, right? But I'm walking the talk. And so when it comes to emotions, it really comes to that. It's like, first, it's really important that you educate yourself. Then you start stepping back into your power or taking your power back or reconnecting with your power, meaning you start also taking responsibility for your life and your thoughts because your thoughts do dominate how you're feeling. They do dominate what emotions you're producing. And then the last part in this whole journey is really independence and freedom. I believe when people have the knowledge that they need and feel the power that they have, that they can truly live the life that they want to live or also be the leader that they want to be. You know, the moment you feel free, you stop judging. You also, if someone's judging you, you don't get impacted by it because you're grounded. You understand your own base. You understand that your emotions, your pure emotions are your inner compass, which it's actually with your CEO's compass, but that that's where the intuition comes into place. And now even more so, and I think that's just so fascinating. There's just more and more research coming out about intuition and what intuition is, and that we have actually specific neurological setups within our gut that resonate the same neurological systems in our brain. And we also know that 90% of our serotonin, which is the happy hormone, you know, and the neurotransmitter is being produced within our gut. You know, that's connection between. And one sentence, I will let you let you go on with it. But I think because it's all just like lately, you know, it's the last year that has been making it possible for me to like pull all these things together. I really started as a teenager, you know, to do yoga and meditation because things were just not going right. But then I was always a scientist. I've always asked a lot of questions. I was, you know, sometimes, you know, kicked out of specific classes because I was asking too many questions. And then just going into, into this more spiritual realm, you know, when it comes to yoga, however, however you want to call it, my mission was to bring in the science to these old philosophies and theories. And I am so humbled by seeing the scientific community bringing the proof together and making us understand what it actually means to be a whole human being. And a whole human being is one that understands that my emotions are within me and emotion means energy and motion. I need them to move forward, but I am not my emotions. I am not what I'm feeling in the moment. So there's a difference between your identity and how you're acting. And with that really, you know, stepping into your full potential. Kinga, thank you again. And the reason why I've been smiling so much, and we will get into this shortly, was that was a theme for what I spoke about at your Stepping Into Power speaker series, because it all was about, you have all the power you need within yourself. It is about mindset, it's about selecting the right words, how you want to show up. And I will tell you, as I was sharing my thoughts and insights, seeing the energy of the people in the room leaning into me, realizing, yeah, Yes, I can take back control of my power. I am in control. And also just trusting those chemical feelings that you feel in your stomach and in your heart and your head. It is all chemistry and electricity. And you can connect with the science because, again, we are a biological entity for which we can think at a higher level and also have the emotional intelligence to know how to respond to changing situations. So this is why I so, so appreciate your work. 
around culture, bringing that all together. You are so full of so many things, but you have evolved over the last year. And that's why I wanted to bring you back. You have additional pursuits to branch out. So your book is Zine, a new term that I was not familiar with. It's a magazine, but has so much more power. So I want to understand the inspiration for that new platform and what you hope the impact to be. Wow. Yeah, I'm getting itchy chills while you're asking that. You know, just to get that reflection <laughs> from someone. Look, I think that I, in my mind somewhere, you know, I had several times in my life, like the idea of creating something that resonates in a magazine, but I wasn't sure exactly how I wanted. Last year, I was working with two PR agents and just kind of like stepping into it and just understanding also how PR and, you know, getting into press and all of that works. And in that journey, I just learned a lot of things that I wish that I would have not learned. (laughs) But towards the end of the year, I was like, okay, so I have the network. I know the people. I have some funds that I can use for that. But it doesn't feel like I have really succeeded if I pay to be mentioned by media. So that was really honestly like, you know, my first thought on it. And then I thought, and I know so many incredible people that are just doing for decades, like these amazing projects or have been running for decades, their own businesses. I know what they have to overcome. I know their personal stories. And a lot of these people are never going to be hurt. You know, they are going to be hurt by the smaller circle, by a smaller network, but they are never going to be heard on on bigger platforms because they are not going to pay for it. And I'm like, okay, that needs to be changed. Like that needs to be changed and we need to disrupt that somehow. So I reached out to a couple of people like you and I'm like, I came up with four topics for this year. So four issues plus a special issue that's going to come out. How about we all come together? Everyone adds their own journey. And I think with some, you know, I gave them a little bit more guided support because I knew what I wanted them to say. You know, I've I've heard their stories very, very in depth. With some, I'm like, no, like I know exactly that you are going to know what to say. So just pour it out. So the Ziva Way Bookazine is a publication that showcases special women and men at a later stage. The men are going to come in the later stage, but right now women that talk about a specific topic from different perspectives, right? In order to give you a more holistic understanding on that one particular topic. So we had for this first issue, the topic of step into your power, which sounds, you know, at first a little bit wishy-washy, but we do have really great examples of how to understand that you can influence the people around you through words, how, what you can do in order to create a healthy mindset and what kind of tactics you need to use for that, how to overcome, you know, the obstacles that society throws you away when you have a child, but you still want to have a career. And uh, that was really was really interesting because that article also, you know, resonated with so many women. And I, I was blind to it partially also, honestly, you know, how women are suffering under the aspect of, oh, I need to be now just mother. Everyone ex- is expecting me to be just mother, but I don't feel fulfilled to being just a mother because I'm more than that. And of course, you know, there are other women that see it from a different perspective. But so this bookazine is 
an understanding of how we can shape our careers based on our own terms. And now having also so many tools that are available to really stop having excuses why you a cannot start your own business or ask for increase a raise you know a promotion in New York so it's meant to disrupt the current publication market as well as uplift and highlight other women while allowing the community around us to learn what I love about that is I too, and this is going back a couple stories, I'm a disruptor. I was always asking questions to the point where people asked me to be quiet, for which I went quiet for a while. And then I found a way to work around and get to what I need. It is about disrupting the narratives because yes, people profile, people put people in a bucket. There are things we say about certain situations or demographics. We can acknowledge that. That's part of culture, but we don't have to be defined by it. And again, male, female, regardless of your culture, yes, there will be different challenges to overcome. But to your point, it is about the power. It is about having the confidence and knowing what you're thinking and feeling. You can make certain incremental choices to be able to forge your passion, your satisfaction, your fulfillment, etc. I love what you say and do. But you have also, and again, I'm grateful, started a speaker series as well. Tell me the inspiration for that and the impact you also want to have, if different from the magazine. Yeah, the inspiration and the impact for the speaker series is indeed a little bit different because the magazine is international, right? So we had now five different countries being represented with the hope that issue number two is going to be representing all continents, so women from all different continents and bringing that together. That helps us to just highlight, you know, the difference in cultures, but at the same time, finding the similarities, you know, and so we will always find that there are more similarities than differences. The speaker series is a little bit more different in such a regard that it's locally because it is in person. I hope that we can grow it internationally at some point, but right now, considering COVID and all of that, no. So the idea with that is that we've lived now in Kentucky for several years and I've met really incredible women here that sometimes don't know that they are incredible. And also, you know, usually when I travel and people are like, so where do you live? And I'm like, in Kentucky, people are like, where do you live? Why? Why is this happening? And so with that speaker series, I'm trying to accomplish two things. A, highlight these incredible women, but also through speakers, allow these women around them to find community, inspiration, and be able to understand, oh my God, I can do this. And I'm not alone, right? To really find connections. And the second thing is that I do want to showcase and say, hey, you know, like, yes, you know, in the United States, there are some dominating cities, but here somewhere more in the middle, there are incredible businesses and businesswomen. And Let's highlight that. So the speaker series is going to be ending actually with a pitching competition. So the whole idea is to create a pitching competition for female business owners. So it's different than the magazine. While the magazine is, you know, just pure highlighting and building community with the pitching competition, we are really trying to change the environment. So I am currently looking for partners that want to team up and add to it and say, yes, you know, we're going to come to the table and let's do a pitching competition that is 
focusing on female founders because female founders are the ones that are just unfortunately underfunded right now. I so love your work. And again, I am so grateful to have had the opportunity to be able to share some of my thoughts and see even in conversation with some amazing women. I met so many of them and I just saw such bright futures for them and them being also inspired. So giving women such as myself the opportunity to give back and help others to finally step into their power and their potential. I love, love, love the work you do. I sincerely love also the confidence that you exude in not only the words you say, love your accent, you just command a conversation and that's a strength and and I know you will continue to leverage that. So as we bring this to a close, you talked about having actionable tips for anybody listening uh, to part with because that's what it is. It's more than just inspiration, gets you excited, but we also want to know when we leave today that we're going to do something a little bit different. Can you share some last actionable tips before we bring this to a close? So, whew, wow, okay. One actionable tip is not the most practical or easy one at first but after the conference that we had together speaking to a lot of the women and then receiving also feedback and then diving into longer conversations afterwards just to kind of understand I think what's really important for no matter who you are is to find someone, something, a course, whatever it is where you can gain additional education. And the practical tip in it is here that usually that is the last place where we want to spend money. And that's something that I wasn't really aware of it. But for a lot of people, it's really difficult to understand that spending money in order to invest in yourself, what does it mean to invest in yourself? We kind of like see it first, you know, we are paying now someone, so we are giving some something away. But we quite often overlook, you know, what we are getting back from it. So find a place, and if it's something small, you know, if it's something maybe online for $36, where you just kind of like test it out and see what you can get out of it. But start investing in yourself. Start investing in yourself into a better life. That is one tip. I have one short, short, very practical tip that I can to the listeners is practice the positivity ratio. Because it will allow you to develop a growth mindset, a mindset that allows you to be more creative, become a better problem solver. And the positivity ratio is that every time when you're saying to someone something that is negative or a slight critique, start with five positive aspects. So you have five to one is the growth positivity ratio, basically. If we want to help people to become better at what they're doing, we need to help them to do that. And we do that by encouraging them and first focusing on what is actually working instead of focusing on what's not working. Inga, I am, first of all, smiling. I agree with that. Our listeners absolutely need to think about investing themselves and then how they interact with people, start from a place of positivity versus the critique. You've been an amazing guest. How can people connect with you? Because I want them to reach out to you and learn more about your work. The easiest way for the listeners to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Feel free to just reach out and connect with me. You are also welcome to go over to my website. And of course, I am right now on 
Instagram. So you can also connect with me on Instagram. But I would say that LinkedIn is the easiest way because you can just chat with me, you know, just go back and forth. And you are able to find access to a free issue of the ZivaWay magazine currently in the bio link on my Instagram. That's the easiest. There will be a link also directly on my website, but right now you can access it through Instagram or through one of the posts on LinkedIn. So Kinga, I am grateful for knowing you also participating in your journey. For those listening, she is an amazingly powerful, fun person on Instagram. She's a great dancer, has so many actionable tips. You want to catch her over there as well. I just want to wish you, Kinga, continued success and thank you for being an amazing guest. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, CEO's Compass will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.